Welcome back to WDRB, the voice of the community, and those streaming live free through the TuneIn Radio app or through iHeartRadio. You're listening to Newbie Radio, and I am your host, The Pearl Clutcher. If you're just tuning in, we are discussing codependency and the failing relationship. And you can hear about these topics and so many more by following me on Instagram at N-U-V-I Empire, which is the Newbie Empire. And you also can hear more about this by following me on my life coaching page at D4G Life Coaching. So today, because of this very sensitive, sensitive topic, we have another guest joining us in the studio today. And that is another part of my um my top five i'm giving you all all the greatness that i got okay to make sure that you are well informed and so i have miss the bedroom whisper herself miss naomi ruth joining me in the studio today so welcome Welcome, welcome, and thank you so much for joining us today, Miss Naomi Ruth. <laughs> welcome. Thank you, thank you. Hey y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, what I wanted to do before we jump into this topic is I wanted to give people a little brief definition of what codependency is. So I'm going to go ahead and hit y'all off with the Mental Health America definition of this, and then we'll kind of discuss it more in depth, okay? So it is a codependency. It is an emotional and behavioral condition that affects an individual's ability to have a healthy, mutual, satisfying relationship. It is also known as relationship addiction because people with codependency often form or maintain relationships that are one-sided, emotionally destructive, and or abusive. So just to give a little example, um, and, and don't take this verbatim because codependency can look so many, so many different ways. Um, as a person who suffers from codependency, and I definitely don't have necessarily relationship addiction, uh, <laughs> but... Um, you know, we've talked about this for people who do jump in and in and out of relationships, but it also looks like that need to want to be um wanted or want to be lo- help people or want to be loved and so on and so forth. So for you all who have been watching Power, um, the new season, that is one of the things that they've spoken on is um, you know, um sex and love addiction and things of that nature. So we have a uh, Miss Naomi Roof and she's just gonna tell you a little bit about her background and what she does and then we're just gonna jump right on into this good girl talk discussion. So tell them a little bit about you, Miss Bedroom um, Whisper Naomi Roof. <laughs> So, um, first of all, I am so excited to hear that, like, power is touching on something like that. I don't have cable, so I haven't been watching TV. But, I'm, you know, I, I'm sitting to find somebody's login, so I can watch it now, because it sounds like it might be good. Oh, I got you, girl. We got you. We're going to go ahead and cook you up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I... <laughs> I hail from the DMV. For anyone who doesn't know, that's DC, Maryland, and Virginia. If you know, you know. Um, but I consider Florida my second home. And so, like, I basically, um, probably from about seven until now, and I just turned 30 this year, 
just a whirlwind of like friendships, relationships um, that I thought I needed that were seemingly, you know, serving a purpose. Just realized that purpose was debilitating. Um, and so I'm really glad that codependency is talked about. I'm really excited about mental health being put to the forefront because quite honestly, it's something that our generations prior to us, it's something that our culture, unfortunately our heritage, um, specifically African-American, Latin American, Caribbean Americans, we just ignore, we completely ignore. Um, and even worse, we, some of us, um, we just completely dismiss and diminish the need for a safe and healthy um, mental health status. So mm. I'm glad that we are finally talking about it. Um, one thing that has impacted me, hindsight, is that, you know, K through 12, we're always taught boys are separate, you know, girls are separate. You guys don't intermingle, you know, because that's just the way it is. So literally for 12 to 13 years, depending on when you started school, we are socialized to only be separate. We're socialized gender roles. We're taught what we are, quote unquote, supposed to be doing. Um, and, you know, eventually we realize that that's not functional. Mm. So by the time we get sent to college, if we are privileged, blessed, whatever may have you enough, um, then we're taught to, you know, build our brands, be our best selves. <laughs> whatever or, that is. We don't even know what it is. <laughs> exactly. Come on here. Can I, can I get a manual? Can I get something? <laughs> and they're basically like, for the next four years, you have to do your absolute best. Because when you graduate, you know, you just off to the flops and you better make it work. You better be successful. And like, who's to say what that success is? Um, and then from how I was raised, you know, we're taught after we graduate and get a quote unquote good job, mm -hmm. it's time to settle down. And that, that couldn't be the furthest thing from the truth. My question is, in that time, when did you have time to find you? When did you have time to really, I mean, exactly. not to say you can't do that in college, but and, and, and even then, so... College is still a thing of an obligation to uh, fulfill different requirements of life. So Exactly. Um, Especially yeah. depending on what culture you came from. Because from some places it's it's not it's a non negotiable. <laughs> yeah. So it's like when did I have time to really see what I like and what I enjoy and who I am without yep. some type of um uh, thing on my back of uh, The reality yeah. is you don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you did it. We did not. And so it just blows my mind that um, probably elders maybe 40, 45 and older every time, you know, I meet someone new or I see someone, oh, family, friends, et cetera. They go, you know, so, so why haven't you settled down yet? You know, it's time for you 
That biological yeah, clock. Yeah, oh, that's about that clock. Like, I was like, my um, my God is an author of time, so I don't hello. have a, a biological clock. Um, hello. If, if he said I want, can have a baby at 50, then I have a baby at 50. I don't want to because I am not Sarah. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but if you know, if he wants me to even have a child, because that's a whole exactly. other conversation we're going to get into at another it day. Sure uh, it sure is. Then it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. I ain't tripping. Correct. And 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 I'm emboldened by my aunt's miracle. She delivered her last child at forty one. So I'm like, Oh yeah, I can wait till then <laughs> Well, you know, one thing I did want to touch on was that um, interesting with bringing up these topics and you talked about like what we were um, about the, you know, mental health stigmas and things of that nature. And we're big on that. Somebody, uh, one of my followers or friends on um, Facebook actually posted here recently. They were like, you know, I'm I'm tired of the overuse of words like narcissist and toxic and all of these different things. And, you know, I told her, I said, you know. I'm happy that finally these words are even coming to our awareness. So, Hello. and I'm a person who likes to celebrate our successes. So, I prefer people talking about narcissism and toxic toxicity and things of that nature, um, than self love and whatever than a whole bunch of turn up, um, you know, period, and all right. of the other colloquialisms that we have that do no self-serving to us or anything, to be honest with you. Right. So, you know, I understand that some people may even speak out of context and some people may not have a full understanding but i do still celebrate the awareness that this is even in your vocabulary at all um because just think about it about two two years ago it wasn't even myself i didn't even know what codependency was when it came to my light just when i started therapy and i was like you trying to tell me how to pin on somebody and i was like no and then i looked more into it <laughs> And it was like, no, not necessarily, um, you know, and then I found out it was like support groups for all of this stuff. And then I had an understanding of how it was um, actually like how it was evolved in my life or how it was, you know, taken on. And then I was like, OK, I, I get that because you have to, grow, especially in the black community, because we have to grow up so fast sometimes, you know, what I'm saying due to our parents addictions or due to, um, you know, our, our having siblings very young or nieces and nephews or whatever. And all of yes. that stuff can contribute to being codependent, you know, what yes, I'm saying. So talk a little bit about your um your knowledge and your history with codependency and how it's really shown up in your relationships because you've had, you know, relationships where they have um you know, you've been engaged before and okay. and then because of, you know, but you can tell them more about it and but then due to your understanding and awareness you realize like, oh no, this ain't it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I have Gratefully, I have some personal um, reflections with the code of Bensi, and I have some professional. Um, throughout my life, I've been an educator, and I also worked in the hospitality field. So I'm literally around people um, in some of their most vulnerable states, either a learning environment or a resting environment, i.e. like hotels or residential property management. Um, so all the way down from teaching teenage girls about the signs of domestic violence to 
being at work on call because there was a maintenance issue and I'm literally having to call the police while the plumbing is broken because I'm witnessing a DV case and eventually throughout speaking to the survivor whether it's male or female because a little shameless plug domestic violence does happen for both genders yes of course a lot of people still refuse to recognize that but um so professionally i've um served on boards and i've volunteered a lot of my time to um just basically life skills and perpetuating healthy relationships but the sad part is we don't know what they are Mm -hmm. so we can't pursue them yet um, and I I realized through therapy and reflection and talking to some exes that I have quality friendships with, um, we weren't taught what healthy relationships were. Because they we didn't were, know what healthy relationships were. They were just trying to survive and, and have somebody take care exactly. of them or take care of their kids or whatever. They didn't exactly. know. Exactly. And, and unfortunately, <laughs> from my cultural background, being in a black church, Oh, if anything regarded a relationship, it was don't get in one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they told you at the church. I thought they would have been like, you better get that man and hurry up and get some beans in that oven and, yes. and come on down it here was. and praise the Lord. <laughs> exactly. It, it's kind of like, so you expect us not to kiss, not to hug, not to touch, but be married and pop out three kids in two years. Why does that make sense to y'all? <laughs> <laughs> which is which is another point about you know that we're we gonna touch on on other topics and things of that nature with the about um, which is the what reason I even invented this platform in, in one aspect was because you know like you said we're we're conditioned at the end of the day we're supposed to be married and have kids and have this picket fence and dog and all this stuff um but nobody teaches us about emotional in, in, in intimacy emotional intelligence emotional awareness anything dealing with our emotions and another person and so yeah. what it's emotions like, emotion who yeah it's like because <laughs> most of us are emotionally unavailable so you know it's just like and then you get in a church and you and you you've been told all this time don't kiss don't touch don't do nothing but now you gotta have this whole husband what you supposed to do with him sit there look like Seely laying in the bed with mist on top of him like what do you you know and women don't know how to be affectionate and men don't know how to be affectionate or intimate or anything it's just like what what are we doing just uh popping out of procreation uh 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 you know thing like no this is not how this works so yes and, and that's that statement is is really what um I'm beginning to go into relationships. What are we doing? Literally, why are you here? <laughs> why is she why here? Why is she here? <laughs> and why are we trying to be here together? <laughs> so, what did that look like for you in your relationships? And then early on, um, it looked at. So I moved a lot, a lot. When I say a lot, I mean like, <laughs> y'all. Now you know we the queen of movement. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> and so early on, for me, relationships were like finding friends. It was okay. This is a new house. This is a new school. This is a new apartment. Who am I going to go to class with? Who can I call my best friend this year? Because my best friend from last year, I now live in a different neighborhood and attend a different school. And this is, you know, pre-cell phone. This was 
pre-wireless phone. So it's kind of like, if I'm not in front of you, then we can't build that relationship because I'm like 10. Oh, and honey, I've been talking on the phone all my life, so I don't know, honey. Um. Right. <laughs> and so I'm just like, I was constantly searching for some stability, which I didn't know at, that young. Mm-hmm. Um, I was constantly searching for, like, best friends and favorite teachers and my favorite principal. And I just wanted, I was literally, very literally yearning for consistent friendships. And love, like that that and attachment, that connection with somebody. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by the time I got to high school, um, triathlete, like scholar, I realized that um, that yearning was not going to be fulfilled, period. Mm. And the reality of learning that and then grieving that fact was hard because for a long time... I actually see people posting graduation pictures and, oh, best day ones on best friends and yada, yada, yada. And here I am graduating from school. I barely know these people. Mm. I don't like the neighborhood. I, di- I didn't even want to purchase a capping gown. That's how emotionally captive I was. Like, it, it just, it hurt, but I didn't know that it was hurt that I was experiencing. I thought, you know, I chopped it up to, oh, I don't need all of that, or I'm not, I'm not that social, or I'm not into pictures, and those were lies that I was telling myself. Mm-hmm. And so, what I realized through therapy is that those lies that happened in the friend space also translated in relationships. Um, if someone was cute enough mm-hmm. and you know functional enough. <laughs> I e. I was like, what does that even look like? And and literally, like, if there was someone consistent enough and we caught the same bus Mm -hmm. and we worked at the same place and we saw each other often. You're good enough. You'll do. Yeah. Oh, you like me? That's cool. I like you too. That's what's up. We should like each other together. And you know what? Uh, I used to be like that. I used to be like that. And I didn't realize it. It was like, well, I don't really like you, but... You like me, and so mm, okay, I may get bitch. If you if you looked a decent enough in a sense, like I'd be like, oh, okay, maybe I'll try. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I knew like, but I was emotionally unavailable, so it's like I don't really like you. I don't really, and right. it would show. It would show in the way I would treat them. It would show like it, it was just like, nah, I'm good. Like you yeah. know, like so it was just like this is not healthy. I don't. Mm-mm. I said, I'm not tired. at all. I'm tired of getting with people who I don't like. It's a one sided relationship, and that's what they talked about it being a one sided relationship. And then yep. you know later on, and that, but then this is the thing that they don't tell you about, right? Because the narcissist, right? And so mm-hmm. later on, it looks like oh, you find the person who you're attracted to, and you find the person who, but then they play the game. They play the, the chase game. They play the whole oh well. I'm going to show you interest. I'm going to flirt. I'm going to do all these things, but I'm never really going to pursue you. I'm yeah. going to, or sometimes the they do. not even worth winning. Yeah. That, that's, that's troublesome too. Yeah, or they do pursue you in order to take advantage um, of, because yeah. of, they see that. And the thing is, that's what people don't realize is that they really, um, the narcissist really does know how to like sniff out the codependent. Mm-hmm. They really, really do. Um, and I also think that's something that's taught because from um, my both friendships and relationships, intimate relationships, um, normally 
within my experience and my exes, they were taught that. So someone older than them or within close relationship to them taught them like this is what you do this is what we do this is how and each reason is different some of them were taught this is how you being hurt some, some of them were taught, oh this is how you stay on top this is how you remain a leader some of them this is just what you do because this is what a relationship is and it unfortunately that is the cycle um, we're constantly taught or not taught proper relationship um, goals, um, building strategies, and we literally just show up like, hey, I think this is what we're supposed to do. We try it. Either it doesn't work out and we leave, or worse, it doesn't work out and we stay longer, which is also damaging. Dependency and the failing relationship. Now, as you've seen, if you've been following us, like we told you to, on Instagram at NUVI Empire LLC or on our life coaching page, D4G Life Coaching, you will see that it's so much more to this topic um, that, you know, we can even put into this 30-minute segment. So we had to do a part two. So with that being said, we're jumping back on with Miss Naomi Ruth um, today to go ahead and have that conversation. So last time we spoke, we were talking about a lot of different things. Um, as a summary for you all who did not get to watch the show or listen to the show, um, we were speaking about you know what codependency is. Um, and I'll just go ahead and give that little brief little uh, definition real quick, uh, uh, one of them. Um, it is an emotional and behavioral condition that affects an individual's ability to have a healthy, mutual, satisfying relationship. It is also known as a relationship addiction. Um, it is also um, is because people with codependency often form or maintain relationships that are one-sided, emotionally destructive, and or abusive. Now, we were just speaking on um, the narcissist um, when we ended our show last week. And Miss Naomi was speaking about uh, Miss Summer, Miss Bedroom Whisperer, Miss Miss Bedroom Whisperer <laughs> was speaking about, um, you know, about how um. We, we're, we're never really taught, we're never really trained to understand how to even be in a relationship, how to be emotionally connected with somebody. And so sometimes we stay in these relationships so much longer than expected or than we should. And I just want to um, throw out some things to help people because it's all about education and being informed. So I want to throw out some things real quick before we get back into our discussion to help people understand like what does codependency look like? You know what I'm saying? So just to let you know, um, it can look like feeling responsible uh, for the well-being or emotions of somebody else's actions, um, being loved or needed through finding and fixing problems, um, saying yes when you actually want to say no, um, continually feeling like you're being taken for granted, um, resentful for giving more than you receive, um, obsessively being like controlled or uh, uh, even abused by another person in those types of relationships. And so from what she spoke on, I had wanted to jump in on that point because we like ended in that point. But, you know, I've seen this so many times in my relationships. And like I said, I didn't know what codependency was. And as you said, we're taught to be um, 
especially when you have narcissistic parents or narcissistic people, they they always kind of guilt you into being the person who takes care of everything. Um, they guilt you into being the person who, um, if you do something, it's always your fault. Or not if you, even if you don't do something, everything's your fault. And that's what the narcissist does. Like they will do something bad to you, and then deflect and reverse it and make it seem like, but you were it's your fault. How could you do this to me? I remember my first relationship, um, and like uh, my first and all that stuff. And I remember like, and even at the time, I was like. Um, what? <laughs> like, like they cheated on me. And then when I asked them about it, they hit me with the, I can't even believe that you would think that I would do that or that you could come to me with this. And I'm like, are you really trying to play a guilt trip right now? Like, are you serious? Like, this has nothing to do with, with me. You know what I'm saying? This is you. And the thing is, we never really taught that a lot of times. But in that moment, I was like, oh, nah, you trying to do some old other stuff and this is not working. Um, and I didn't, I wasn't falling for it. Like, I really wasn't. And that in relationship ended uh, because I was like, you can't take acknowledgement for what you did. I mean, and I'm the kind of person, and anybody knows this, and I tell people this all the time, as long as you're honest with me, we can work through that. You know what I'm saying? Because you have enough integrity to come to me and be like, this is what the situation is and so on and so forth. But if you lie to me, I don't trust nothing to come out your mouth because that means you'll lie about anything. Correct. And, and so with that being said, and then you try to guilt trip me, oh, I'm definitely not rocking with that. <laughs> and I and I, it's happened so many times, though. It's like, I don't understand. Da, 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 da. And it's just like, no, no, I'm good on that. Like, and it happens. And it's like, and we're not, and we're taught to be like, oh, you're giving up. And I've had those other relationships where it's like, it'd be something totally different and they try to make you feel like you're the you're the worst person in the world and how could you, you're not here for me. And it's like, I want to be here, but you're draining the life out of me. Like, you're, I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. your, your issues is deep and you need therapy and I'm That's not it. your therapist. And with being That's a life it. coach, I promise you not. Most of the men, not all of them, but a lot of the men I've dated, they want you to be their coach. They want you to be their mom. And it's just like, and I realized even the other day, and I sat down and have a, had a little conversation with myself. I was like, Nadia, you're people's safe space. Uh. After the conversation that me and, um, you know, Mind of Logan had, I sat back and we were talking about the good girls and all that stuff. And, you know, how she was mentioning it about how men, you know, feel like, you know, oh, we're going to do, well, like, kind of like JC, I was just messing with them girls. I was going to get right back. It's like, they go out and do their <laughs> thing. And then... It's like, but she's always gonna be here, and yeah. sometimes you are. But it's like you're the you you're the place where they can feel vulnerable. You're the place where they can feel like, oh, I'm loved or I'm this and I'm that. But they don't have emotional availability to give you any of that back. They may exactly. give you a um, they may throw you a bone every now and then. You get what I'm saying? They may do that. <laughs> or, they, or, or the narcissist will, or, 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 you know, dangle dangle the carrot or dangle the dollar in, in your in your face or whatever. Or, you That's know. about it. And it's like, and you'll be like, oh, okay. And then you, because you see the potential in them or you care, you love them. You're like, oh, okay, he's going to do better. And then you realize like, no, you don't have the capacity at this point to do better because yeah. you don't want to because you're doing so well. Um not by not doing being better because i'm yep. still here and i'm not setting any boundaries yeah that's a word that's another episode capacity <laughs> you know what i'm saying 
It's like you got all the potential. And like I talked about in my book, if you all have not got that book, Our Gratitude Mission, I spoke about my codependency in that book before I even knew what codependency was. But I spoke about that. And I spoke about how like even Jada Pinkin talked about this. And this is something that people don't realize because they're so caught up on the scandal. They didn't even receive the message from that whole situation. That's it. Is that she told you in that that she was so busy trying to find someone who she could give her love to or feeling needed by somebody. And she said that. And I said, oh, she codependent. Yep. And she and she admitted it. And you know what I'm saying? And realizing that she got to find that love within herself. And that's why it's not healthy to jump from one relationship to the next, to the next, to the next. Because when are you sitting back loving yourself and realizing how yeah. great you are instead of trying to measure that based off of who you're with? Or what you can do, do for that? When do you when do you rest, recollect, and actually assess what took place? Yes, like for good, for bad, for whatever. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what what are your thoughts? What is that? What's what is like I said? We talked about your um, you know, how that's looked in some of your relationships and how it stemmed from you know, um, the instability. And that's the thing is when you don't have any security yep. growing up, um, and that looks like so many different things. It does. You're 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 literally you know, starving to find something that's consistent. And that's why you hold on to something that's not really serving you because you're like, but it's good. It's here. It's like, it's not. It's it's, it's not. (laughs) It's not. Exactly. Well, just like we talked about um, last week, um, many, if not all, of the unhealthy, uh, toxic relationships I had, they were functional. Either um, they were serving something internal or external Sometimes both. Um, maybe I had an ex who was a really good listener, wasn't mm-hmm. good for anything else, mm-hmm. but uh, they may have had like three cars. And anytime we needed to go somewhere, we could just go. Mm-hmm. And like travel is really important, really, really, really important for me. Um, so, like, yeah, we can't have a mature conversation, we can't resolve issues Mm-mm, at all. Um, it's always your fault. We may not be good with money together, but <laughs> we can go anywhere in the world, and you can. You're a great listener, and it's kind of like no, that equation don't really add up. That ain't enough. That ain't going. That ain't going to do it. <laughs> that, that, that when I wear my pros and cons, it's not really yeah, exactly. <laughs> or or sometimes that functionality was physical, and that person was good for nothing else. And and we know that. We know when that's the case. It's like there is absolutely no growth and or interest beyond the physical. So why do we constantly stay and dedicate um, so much time, space, and energy into those relationships? And it really requires you to look internally. Um, And honestly, for me, I believe there was a switch when... I actually, I can't even remember. Oh, I was broken up with. Mm-hmm. And that relationship was about four years. Hindsight, we should have broken up after three months. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd be like, why did I stay so long? Yes. And I know that was something. I, thought, I, I stayed in this longer than I should have because yes. I knew this was... Bad news, <clears throat> like week yes. five, and I... oh my goodness, yes. So when three months becomes four years, that happened. It really, 
Like it literally happened in my situation. Like I told the person, I told the person in the beginning, and and because I as I you know started to communicate with people, one of my one of my spiritual gifts is that I have. I can, you know, I I have visions, I have prophecy, I know what's going to happen. And God showed me in the beginning, literally, Uh, uh, he was uh. like, and I told this person, I said, listen, we're never going to be together. I was like, we're here to teach each other. I told him, I straight up, I was like, we're never going to be together. I say, God told, put us in each other's life so we can learn something from each other. But we're not going to, we're never going to be married. We're never going to be in a relationship. Um, And I was like, what was their feedback? Their feedback, as it always was, was um, never say never. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, you say that, but, and I'm the kind of person, people have to realize, if I say something at the core, that's how it's going to end. Like, that's how it's going to be. Like, even if I may, and I and in that situation, I tried to give them a chance. I tried to change my mind about it, but it wasn't my mind. That was destiny. Like that's how God had written it out. And it stayed. And it was for four years. And we did everything like we learned from each other. Was I learned? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that was my my that was my like relationship that I had to go through or my situationship. I don't I didn't call it because I never gave them a title. They wanted it, and I was like, no, because uh-huh. I was like, you don't do what you need to do in order to have the title you don't know how to step up and be who you need to be emotionally or any other ways and so we have an agreement like this is our companionship you give me this i give you this you get what i'm saying yeah and And the truth is even if they did do all of that god said no yeah it is yeah you know what i'm saying and it was like and at the time i didn't i i knew certain things i was like well maybe they were mature and they were whatever and then for Mm -hmm. years it was still like i just realized how much of a narcissist they were and i didn't know what a narcissist was so in therapy i was like no this person is a narcissist and i've been sitting here this whole time dealing with this crazy insanity for four years and it was just like what why but it was like i've learned something and i learned a lot about who i was and they definitely helped me realize like my triggers and how things stemmed from my childhood and it was just like oh man you know what i'm saying so anything i never look at anything as um good or bad or whatever a lot of times nowadays um in that duality it's a thing of like oh i needed to go through this in order for me to learn something so i respect and appreciate that um and i forgive them for the things that they they did because it was just like that was just a part of your your role in this journey of my life so would i be with you no just like i didn't want to be with you then but at the end of the day like uh thank you for your services and keep it pushing no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's honestly where where what it comes down to, and much like we discussed last week, face everything: jobs, friends, relationships, vacations. Why are we here? So if you come in with intentionality, um, hopefully that means you're setting up a space to not waste as much time. Um, and then you know if you are a godly person and that is who you pray to absolutely pray to him please do because it doesn't matter how much energy or how much we want something how much love because love doesn't you know maintain relationships discipline how many times it's not love honestly the day that we stopped talking was the day he was like i think i love you and i was like oh first of all if it took you four years to think (laughs) to think that you love me um, and I don't That's even that. want it to be honest with you. I have no desire That's for it. But if it took you four years to think, uh-huh. and then when I say let's go to therapy, 
you said, oh yeah, because you and this is this is how you know somebody's a narcissist. They say, yeah, because you you need it. Nigga, <laughs> I'm the one in therapy. What do you mean? Like, yeah, we can do we can go for you. So that's when you say, yeah, you know what? You're right. I do need it. You, I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, worse. So you don't see nothing wrong with your actions? Okay. And I was like, oh, no, this is like, this is crazy. This is toxic. Yeah, okay. I was like, oh, I got to go. I just that's, left. That's definitely troublesome. And whenever somebody's not willing to look internally, that's a, that's a red flag for me. And I learned that. Yeah, so you had to learn it. Like, I learned it. I was like, oh, no. Like, you... And I'm telling you, all these things that are... Not not in the thing of, like, this is wrong with you, this is wrong with you, but, like, mm-hmm. based off of my observations, this yeah. is some of the issues that I'm seeing. I want to work on them and address them, but you don't want to do that because you don't yeah. think anything's wrong with you. And if you look at your track record in your life, not even just your relationships, your life, yes. you would see <laughs> that your actions do not serve you long term. Like you have yeah. a lot of issues. Like and and I mean, we ain't even gonna get into all the issues that this person had. Like right. Because I ain't trying to put all their business on blast. But eventually, it'll probably come out. But at the end of the day, it was like, <laughs> sir, like, you don't see... Prime example. I'm just going to put it out there. And 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 again, as people know, I'm celibate. So we never had this this level of connection. But I realized in our, our time with each other that this person was a sex addict. Mm. And I was like, based off of some of the things you told me, because he was very open and honest about everything. I was, and I appreciated that. That's one thing I did appreciate. And even if he tried to lie, I always knew. I always knew, and I always found out. And I was like, why do you even try anymore? Like it's just stupid. Like I, I'm already going to know who the person's going to be. Like I, it's, it's just gonna like. Have you not realized these gifts? Sermon on a thousand. The sermon is on five thousand. Like just let it go. Um, but I was just like, you know. You went to the to to the you slept with the girl in the sex addict class. Like you don't see nothing wrong with it. Like you don't you don't see, you know, it's just like you need some professional help. Yeah. Some additional because whatever you're doing may not be enough. It's not. Mm-mm. But yeah, that's a choice that they, they have to make. So what I've learned if I had to tackle it down to a couple things is to one, um, figure out why you're there. Um, and after you determine why you're there, communicate it because that person may not want that. Mm-hmm. I've been in a friendship and I was very clear that I just want to be friends. That person was looking for a wife. We had to sever ties. They were an outstanding friend to me. He thinks I would have been a wonderful wife to him, but that's not what I wanted. Yeah. And we just had to, you know, part ways. And that was tough. Um, So going with intentionality, communicate what those intentions are, and then look inside via a mirror, via notes, via talking to friends, family members, exes, and professional help. I always suggest professional help. Figure out if your insurance covers it. If not, start your budget for it because it's necessary. You're absolutely correct. You're absolutely right. It is necessary. And and at this point in life, this is all about learning lessons. So now I'll okay, my question to you and I'll say what mine is. Based off of what you know now and your relationships and all of those things, what are your new boundaries or what are your new things about how you go into setting up and forming these relationships? Because now we know what we didn't know. And there's still things that we don't know. But like, how do you approach these situations now? 
For me, I, I learned to finally not overthink. I used to overanalyze everything. Um, you know, what are their intentions? Why didn't they call? Why did they call three times today? That it, like, I just used to overthink and it was literally tiring me out. So i um, grateful that I do that significantly less. Um, and at the end of the day, I absolutely require directness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you know if someone's not direct then I don't know what their expectations are so I can't feel them and that's okay for me um, I've had someone say well you know what I'm shy and I don't really want to put too much out there I'm like you know what that's good I'm glad you know yourself I know myself and, and I know it ain't for me here and guess <laughs> <laughs> it ain't for me so this ain't gonna work bye yes, right. <laughs> um and so that's that's one thing um you know, directness is key. Um, intentionality is key, but then communicating what the intentions are. I definitely learned how to break it off sooner. And it was, it's, I mean, it's just literally a skill. What, what's, so. Give us a, three tips on how to break it off sooner. Because <laughs> that's going to be worth this weight and go. <laughs> so one, um, do not ignore the red flags. Yes. Know the red flags and don't. <laughs> I, I was in a space where um, I would constantly, constantly forgive and disregard red flags and treat them as if they're just quirk, quirks that, you know, the person needs and that's who they are, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes that's true, mm-hmm. but all quirks are not healthy. I had to tell myself in one situation, I was like, Nadia, know what you know and stop pretending you don't know it. Yes. If you see this about this person, it may not change. And can you deal with them if it never, ever changes? If you can't, be up out now. And that is honestly, and that goes along with intentionality. Um, so that's definitely one. Um, do not ignore the red flags. Um, actually, I think that's two. Um, going with intentionality, communicate what those intentions are. Do not ignore the red flags and have someone that you answer to. And sometimes it's not our parents. Sometimes it's not going to be our mentor. Sometimes it's not going to be, you know, our favorite professor. Sometimes it might be a coworker. It may be a couple whose relationship that you've seen blossom and you know the fruit of it. Um, and don't be afraid to go to them and ask questions. I, I've been blessed such that like my parents have never been together. I've actually never seen, there's no history of my parents ever being in a relationship besides me. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> and so I'm grateful to know um, like healthy relationships and have them around me. And I used to be so ashamed, like, oh my God, I got to send this random text about this whole situation and context and I got to get the background because I really need help but like I don't know who to go to do not feel ashamed do not feel like you're out of place um pray about the couples that you you can go to and ask them like you know hey I'm really going through something can I can I shed really quickly can I get some feedback and give them time too because they're going through their own stuff and many of them might have families so you know if you want to write it out in a note, FaceTime, call, voicemail, whatever you guys decide, definitely um, have someone that you can answer to and 
and go to prayer with and they can pray for your relationship with you together it's something i want to touch on with that point and this is something that even you know in all transparency even more recently because of the codependency because these things don't go away like Mm -hmm. you work with them but you start seeing different things and noticing different things is that i'm one of those people it's like i can know something is not for me and we do this a lot as people Mm -hmm. but you don't want to ask nobody about it because then it confirms it Oh, that's real. And so, like, it'll be like, oh, I want to talk to this person or oh, whatever. And you be like, oh, but if I ask about it and they tell me th- not to, then I, then I, and because you want to do it anyway yeah. internally, yeah. then you'll be like, oh, well, I'm not going to tell them because they're going to tell me no. And, th- you know, so if I just sit here and do it in my own ignorance, then yeah. at least I can be like, oh, I had no clue. I didn't even know. But it's well, like. Truthfully, you did. And that's indicative of our own internal selves. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, if you would have went to your homegirl and you would have told her what the situation was or your homeboy, then they would have been like, no, nah, I don't think this is it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And then you would have had to let it go. But yep. if you, or, or you try to rationalize it and then it's like, but why did you come to them in the first place if you're going to try to defend the, <laughs> the main reason Correct. why you wasn't supposed to be here? Yeah. So. And, and that's why you need them. That's why they, they are there to say, actually, this sounds a mess <laughs> and either you're going to tolerate it or not and don't call me back until you decide <laughs> and I'm not free and like I tell people I'm not trying to be raw about it but it's like don't keep coming to me with the same thing and I'm usually not that person like y'all know me I don't listen uh, mm-hmm. I ain't going to really come to you in my business or if you say mm-hmm. yeah I'd be like you know right okay um, but it's like, don't keep coming over and over and over again. If you're not ready, like just leave it to yourself. And I'd rather do that if I know I'm not ready or if I know that I'm in this for this reason, what's the purpose of me complaining about it? Like, I'm just going to yeah. sit here in my mess because that's what I chose to do yeah. for whatever reason. And that's the reality. That self-reflection of acknowledging like either I'm not ready or I'm not mature enough to even seek counsel in this and then pray about how you want to navigate that because like, you know, that's a choice. We, these relationships are choices. Mhm. Mhm. Well, honey, we we just uh, um touched on so much, so much good stuff today, and I just thank yes. you for being on here. We got a few more minutes left, but you know, like I said, people, I know that this is uh due to some people, when some people are listening and like, oh my god, this just sounds like my whole life, and I never <laughs> knew what was wrong because I've you know been in stuff, been in small groups, all kind of stuff, and I'm like, do you have a hard time telling people no or whatever? I'm like, I ain't trying to self diagnose you, but you may have some codependency, and it's just go look at, just go look into it, you know, because and I ain't gonna lie, when I found out I had this, I was angry because I felt like I knew where it came from, and it was like you cheated me. Out of being a healthy person. Like, yeah. I didn't choose this. It wasn't like alcohol or drugs or something like that, where it's like, I, ch- I, even though those have their reasons, but it's like, I yeah. went out and did this because of whatever. It was like, no, this is something psychological yeah. and emotional that I didn't ask for at all. I just happened That's to be it. in a jacked up family, and this was the results of it. That's you it. know, a dysfunctional family. And that, yep. that hurt because it was like, I did not ask for this. Like, and so, like, that was that was kind of hard to grasp at first and it was like so this yeah. supposed to be the rest of my life because of something that had nothing to do with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nothing to do with I me like that too. I, I think i felt like that for almost 20 years and then i grappled with like my grandmother 
slightly introduced me to X and was just like, there's a reason you were chosen for this family, this generation. Mm-hmm. This to time. break the curses. To bring it to... Because yeah. they, they in the dark. They have no idea. They be like, what? And I'm like, I tell my parents, you're narcissist. The whole family <laughs> is. And I'm like... It's like, and, but it's, but if you know, then maybe you will do something about it. And I ain't gonna lie, they ain't budge. But at the end of the day, I know. So I know how That's to protect it. myself and how to That's maneuver. So, yeah. So, yeah. And so, I'm grateful for it because it's teaching me literally how to navigate in these relationships. And it's kind of like, you know, um, so I, I do wonder if I may not be successful in romantic relationships because I haven't had, um, I haven't groomed my familiar relationships yet, you know? Mm-hmm. That's something that I, I kind of think about often. Okay. Girl, well, we could say we can go on with this forever, and who knows? We may have you back because you know this is you, you know you are a good expert on this. So, uh, but thank you all so much for tuning in um, just today. Um, like I said, I know we may have like overwhelmed you. You may have clutched your pearls. I'm sure you did. But again, catch them, clutch them pearls, but catch them gems. Okay, this is all yes. about being a teachable, thank educational you, moment. You. Um, and also, if you want to be a guest on our show or you want free advertising, please email me at nuviempirellc at gmail.com or follow me on nuviempirellc on Instagram. So thank you so much, for Miss Naomi, for being on our show. Absolutely. And thank, thank you for having me, beautiful. Uh, yes. And thank you all for listening to Nuvi Radio. Um, and I am your host, The Pearl Clutcher. Um, continue to listen to WDRB, the voice of the community. We will give you double the inspiration and the information you know we're gonna give it to you until next week continue to be blessed we love you